Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida, it's LA Rams coast to coast. Hello again, I'm Forrest Kelly, three and a half hours east of the 50-yard line at SoFi Stadium in Southern California. And I'm Mark LZ Rams, 2,200 miles east of the L.A. Memorial Coliseum in Northeast Florida. Hello, Mark. As always, go ahead and start us off with another great trivia question. John Robinson took over as Rams head coach in 1983 and coached for nine seasons through and including 1991. Who replaced Robinson as head coach in 1992? Oh, I can still see this head coach of the Rams on the sidelines with that stoic face of his and the uh, high-profile hat he used to wear. Okay, let's talk about the last game, the loss against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, the defense isn't the reason we lost. Cooper Rush only threw for about 100 yards. They held Ezekiel Elliott to under four yards per carry. The long run by Pollard was a killer, but all things considered, it was a decent effort. They did do one cornerback blitz, and it worked, as Ramsey sacked Rush. None of our three sacks was by an edge rusher, as Lewis, Hollins, and Floyd continued to underperform. They finally threw a bomb to Chitarius, which worked for a 54-yard gain, but after that, he was invisible. No short passes or jet sweeps to him. The one jet sweep was to Cup. Very odd play calling, in my view. McVay did try one flea flicker, but it was a poor design, as we saw that Cup cannot throw. It's probably the only thing he can't do. His one-handed catch and run for a touchdown shows just how great he is. McVay should have tried the play I suggested in the past, where he tosses to a running back who runs sideways, then throws back to Stafford, who then throws downfield. That play might work. Speaking of Stafford, I do not blame him for this mess. I know he has missed a few passes, but the much bigger issue is that he is getting killed back there. This loss falls mainly on McStubborn, who continues to call plays as if he has a great offensive line. Now, I understand that we are going with second and third stringers along the interior part of the offensive line. I get that. What I don't understand is why the play calls don't reflect this. He has gone from offensive genius to totally stubborn ox. He did not adjust his play calling to account for his weak offensive line and the strong Dallas pass rush. No traditional screens, not enough rollouts, not enough pre-snap motion, no draws, no misdirections, not enough quick slant passes, etc., etc., etc. Same stuff we've been talking about all season. Too many runs are up the gut from the bunch tight formation, and there are too many straight dropbacks. It's the same thing every week. It's not working, and it's boring to watch. It's maddening watching the same plays fail series after series. I'm very annoyed that my favorite Ram, running back Daryl Henderson, got no carries. He actually got one carry, but it was nullified by a penalty, so he had no official carries. It's disgraceful that McStubborn is wasting such a good player. Quicksand Acres, who runs like he's stuck in quicksand, had a typical day for him, averaging 2.5 yards per carry with numerous negative yardage runs. He had one opportunity for a big running play, but somehow he failed to see the outside hole, which was the size of Texas, and instead cut back inside and didn't pick up any yardage. Not only has he lost his burst, but it now looks like he's lost his vision. Stafford had three more turnovers, but you can see he looks shell-shocked. I haven't seen a Rams quarterback this battered since the days of Mark Bolger back in St. Louis. The blocked punt hurt us, but the fake punt helped us. So special teams didn't really cost us the game. They didn't help, but they weren't the main culprit. Our predictable, ineffective offense cost us the game. McVay's Pop Warner offense netted just three points. The 10 points they scored minus the fumble recovery for a touchdown by Dallas. 
That's a whopping net five points on offense the past two weeks. Frankly, that's not even good enough to qualify as a pop corner off. When asked how the Rams can fix the offensive line until they get several starters back from injury, McVay said, I don't know if I have that answer right now. Well, I have an answer. Adjust your play calling. Oh, I agree. The two offensive series that opened the game for the Rams against the Cowboys, he threw in some variety. It looked like he had been finally listening to you, Mark. And then before you know it, we were back to the same old runs up the gut. Okay, before we get to the analysis of the Panthers' upcoming game, let's give you a hint on our trivia question. We ask you to name the coach who replaced John Robinson in 1992, and our hint is he coached three seasons from 92 to 94, and it was his second go-around as a Rams head coach, and he was known as Ground Chuck, which was a great nickname because he loved to run the football. Okay, let's get into Sunday's game with the Rams against the Carolina Panthers. The defense is playing well enough to win, so we'll likely see Porras play his Charmin defense again. I cannot be too critical of him because our secondary has been crippled by injuries to key players like David Long Jr., Troy Hill, Kobe Durant, Jordan Fuller, and Taylor Rapp. He's running an effective defense with journeyman Grant Haley as cornerback number two and rookie Darian Kendrick as cornerback number three. So all things considered, the defense is playing reasonably well. We've had two punts blocked over five games. Special teams coach Joe DiCamillis must do a better job making sure his blockers know their assignments. We are lucky that the 1-4 Carolina Panthers come to SoFi on Sunday. They are a bigger mess than the Rams are right now. The Panthers fired head coach Matt Rule after their blowout loss Sunday to the 49ers, who are now in sole possession of first place in the NFC West. Defensive passing game coordinator slash secondary coach Steve Wilkes will replace Rule as the interim head coach. In addition, it looks like the Panthers will be turning the offense over to third-year and third-string quarterback P.J. Walker with both Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold injured. If we lose to the Panthers, who are the visiting team and in this much disarray, it will be the low point of the Sean McVay era. Personnel changes needed on offense, if possible, for this Sunday. Brian Allen may return at center. If not, I suggest we play Matt Skura at center and bench Jeremiah Colonet. Starting left guard David Edwards is on concussion protocol and has been placed on injured reserve. I suggest we put Ode Abushi in at left guard and put Bobby Evans on the practice squad where he belongs. Actually, Edwards has been slow to react all year, so I suspect he was injured early in the season and he may need extended time off in order to get 100% healthy. I also think we should put Chandler Brewer in at right guard and send Alaric Jackson back to the bench. I just think the internal part of the offensive line has been so bad that we need to replace all three guys to see if we can build up some cohesion. Our tackles, Boomer and Havenstein, both need to improve. The losses of left tackle Andrew Whitworth to retirement and right guard Austin Corbett to free agency are really showing to be more of a problem than originally thought. We need to see Lance McCutcheon and Chatarius Atwell in at wide receiver and Ben Shallon Robinson. I mean, at this point, what do we have to lose? Robinson isn't contributing anything. There's really nothing to lose by putting other guys in. I mean, how much worse than Robinson can they really do? I don't know whose fault it is that Robinson isn't contributing. I went over this last podcast. We just know that he's not contributing. And really something needs to change at that wide receiver number two spot. They need to get Daryl Henderson at least 50% of the rushes and relegate Akers to 25% and get Malcolm Brown a few rushes. On defense, we might also see Kobe Durant and David Long Jr. return to action, but I am okay with keeping Grant Haling and Darian Kendrick in a cornerback because they've done a decent job. Taylor Rat may be ready to go at safety, but frankly, I think both he and Terrell Burgess are lousy players. I prefer Jordan Fuller, but he is still on IR. 
At least there is some hope as our offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, is saying the correct things as uh, talking about Allen Robinson's involvement in the Rams offense. He said, hold on, that's secondary. We've got to fix the offensive line first and foremost, which I agree with 100%. Once the offensive line does their job, then it gives everybody else the opportunity and time to do theirs. Okay, let me give you my summary of the state of the Rams and a prediction for the game that's about to be played. I've concluded that McVay is either stubborn or crazy. Runs up the gut from a bunch-tight formation with acres. We're not working, so he continued to call it over and over. On the other hand, he tried one, the one bomb to Chitarius, and it worked. Yet he doesn't try it again. So he insists on repeatedly doing what doesn't work and ignores what does. It's very bizarre. Like players, coaches can go into slumps, and right now McVay is in a slump because his play calling leaves a lot to be desired. If we can win this game Sunday, we get to 3-3 three and three in a division where no team looks elite. Once Van Jefferson gets back after the bye, Allen Robinson has to go to the bench. There's no other viable option. Robinson has only 100 yards receiving through five games. This has simply not worked out, and as soon as VJ returns, it's time to admit it and make the change. This should be a low-scoring game between two teams with inept offenses. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is a good player, but I think we'll contain him. The Panthers' defense doesn't intimidate anyone. I think we win this one in a yawner 20-14. to 14. Then we can regroup during our bye week, get some guys healthy, and focus on the rematch with the 49ers. Final point, even if we don't win another Super Bowl for the next few seasons, we did what we had to do in order to win it all last year, the so-called going all-in philosophy, and I am thankful for that. Most of us knew that being cash-strapped from paying Cup, Aaron Donald, Stafford, and Ramsey a disproportionate share of our salary cap and having minimal draft capital would eventually cost us, so perhaps it is already doing so. The answer to our trivia question, the coach who replaced John Robinson, the coach from 92 to 94, he was successful in the 70s, very successful, but could not duplicate his success the second time around when he coached the Rams as he had losing seasons in all three years. In 95, the Rams moved from L.A. to St. Louis, and the coach was Chuck Knox, ground Chuck, who went from coaching the Rams to Buffalo to Seattle and then back to the Rams. Then after that, he retired. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.